What's up, everybody? Welcome to another boardroom out of office podcast. My name is Rich Kleiman, and I am here as always with my brother Gianni Harrell. Gianni, how are you, sir? I'm good, bro. You? I'm very good. This week, we got a pretty cool podcast. Uh, we got a Etcetera's boardroom out of office takeover. So we got my man KD and Eddie. I caught up with last night. Wanted to have a combo with Kevin before the playing game today. So we brought in his co-host, Eddie Gonzalez. So I hope everybody listening that hasn't listened to the Etcetera's um, gets a chance to hear my man Eddie and Kevin Durant himself. Um, it was good, G. It was a good conversation. It was. I went there after work yesterday. Kicked it with Eddie, kicked it with um, KD, and we just sat in the sofa and and talked ball. It was straight hoop talk. Actually, at the end, I said, man, me and Gianni never really go this deep on hoop. Got a good laugh. <laughs> um, but what's up? How are you, bro? What um, It's crazy right now in the city. Super crazy, man. It's crazy. I hope everybody in Brooklyn's watching out. Safe and healthy. Yeah. Scary shit. And it's so ridiculous, like a beautiful sunny day in New York, and you were hoping some energy would change. and. Hopefully they find this this uh, terrorist, this this dude that did what he did, and we find out more. But um, a lot happening in the world, a lot happening in the world as we know. Playing starts. I saw yesterday online DJ Khaled getting a a, a square on the Hollywood Hall of Fame and flexing. <laughs> a square? You mean a star? Star. My bad. <laughs> yeah, I, I was thinking a square that holds the star in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> he, he got he got a tile. <laughs> he got a he got a rhombus. <laughs> nah, but he had Hove, he had Jay Z, Puffy, and uh, Fat Joe with him. Khaled always does those things right, makes a little spectacle. It was like, damn, you got Puff and Hove standing there with you. Yeah, and Fat Joe, which I appreciated. Like you know, didn't forget. He didn't forget. Joe's probably exactly. really broke with day him. one. Yeah, Joe is a legend, bro. I just recently have I started to really pay attention to like the length of Fat Joe's career, the amount of things he's done, the hit records he's kind of sprinkled in throughout and just like his his positioning in the, you know, in the in the landscape. It's a long run. Yeah, he's cemented. Do you know the song you got to flow, you got to flow, you got to fl- No, that I might be fucking up to him. You got to flow, Joe. That's what it was. You know that one? Nah. Yeah, I had like a head of hair when that joint came out. <laughs> I don't think I was even a thought um rihanna's unborn baby on the cover of american vogue that's her pregnant you mean yeah yeah how else would that work <laughs> a sonogram the sonogram on the no, cover no, of vogue she's just there flexing being re the coolest yeah remember the other day i was talking imagine asap rocky oh i might have said this to kate that asap rocky and, and rihanna like two of the flyest people on the planet and we found out that they named their baby like craig <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I saw, I was reading the article and she was like, yeah, man, like him and I, we became family during the pandemic. And I was like, we could do anything together. I was like, wow, that's dope. Yeah, that's dope. They probably had quite a few sessions logged on to weed maps. Like we do weedmaps.com, baby. And just posted up pandemic, got in each other's brains, realized they're dope dope artists dope people and they're like what are we doing understand each other's lives understand each other's lives and they're like yo let's get married asap asap no one's talking marriage but they're like let's have a baby 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 you know what i mean <laughs> marriage is way less a step than yeah, i was baby. gonna say it's like it's 2022 you could just do what you want yeah there's no marriage than no, baby. no 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 you can have baby 
break up, then break get up, <laughs> have, still be cool with the baby mom, oh, right. have another wife. The mother wife has kids. So they end up being friends with your baby mom and the baby. And now you're all in Turks and Caicos together. That's that doesn't happen in my life, in real life, but that's, that happens. We're that happens. We're living in modern family. We're living in modern family. Um, I think you'll enjoy this convo I have with Keddy. Keddy, Eddie, and Kevin. You combining the two of them? Keddy. <laughs> Keddy and Evan. Um, you excited for the playoffs? Hell yeah, bro. What? I'm so glad. We're going to win this game. Then it's going to be Boston. Ooh. I'm not scared of Boston at all. Nah. I'm not scared of anybody, though. I'm not scared of nobody. KD and you Easy know? Money. I mean, KD is Easy Money. Man, I'm all over the place. KD and Kyrie. I like our odds. Just, Me too. It's funny because in Vegas, they still the second best odds to win the championship, which is so ridiculous. But I think it's like ultimately all of us as fans, the eye test. Like if we see the Nets line up with another team, as soon as the game starts, we're like, I kind of like the Nets chances. Yep. Right? Yep. That's how I feel. I'm just excited for a run. I want everyone to stay healthy. I want some good, fun excitement. Man, sports is – NBA so playoffs is electric, man. Yeah. And I was thinking about it. I'm like, KD's been balling so well, like, his last – he, like, 15 assists last game. And it's like – 16. 16. It's like, does he want to come in and dominate scoring or does he want to come in, facilitate? Like, I don't know what the right way to approach. I think it's – read the defense, read the game, play the right make the, way. Make the best play. Make the best play. He always does. And he scores yeah. at will even when he's distributing first, you know? Right. Um, I want to take a second just to say rest in peace to Dwayne Haskins. That was awful and tragic and sad. Um, just, I hate sad shit, man. Yeah. It's just unfortunate. But um, at least we're not talking about Will Smith this week. So. <laughs> Onto something new, finally. Yeah, if there's anything positive. All right, well, I hope you enjoy this combo, G. You'll be listening with the audience. Yeah. Um, this was uh, Monday night, the night before Kevin's playing game with the Cavs, and I hope everyone enjoys. Download the pod. Um, support boardroom.tv. Support the Etceteras out of office. Appreciate everybody listening. G, appreciate you. Have a good day. Peace. Peace. New own proud owner of a career high for assist in a game. <laughs> Did you think you were gonna get twenty? Is that like Nah. You're fifteen through three, right? Is that what it was? Yeah, yeah. I knew in the fourth I had to shoot a little bit more. We had to score a little bit more. So yeah, man. Thank you, man. Appreciate that. <laughs> so looking at your numbers, we had twenty nine point nine points a game. You missed thirty by seven points. Uh, you missed becoming the third member to 50, 40, 90 twice by five threes. So it is kind of crazy to me, like mid-game. I don't know. It's not sitting on your brain. But you didn't go, yo, I got to get 30 tonight. I got to get my number. You just played the game. You guys needed to win, too. Yeah, I took enough shots to get 30. I'm yeah. Playing. You know what you needed? For the record, 27 in that game. Yeah. 27. I mean, I so got 27. 27, he would have got 30 points a game, yeah. This this matters though. You care to me. No, I mean, it'd have been cool to look at it and see thirty, but 
Just keep adding up, baby. That's all I feel. Just keep <laughs> adding them up. This keep is your highest up. total since your MVP season. Your highest assist total of your career, 6.4. Mm-hmm. What do you feel like with this season? Looking like a grade is the most cliche thing ever. Like, what do you, what do you, I want to know, I want to know you too, because you've watched like the, all of them. So, how do I feel this year? Yeah, like, where does this rank or whatever? I don't know where, I'm not, I'm not sure where it ranks, but it was, I felt like, uh, like my indicators are like if I shot the ball with good touch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I felt like I had a lot of swishes this year, you know? <laughs> I, felt my, I felt like my jump shot looked good and I was moving well on both ends. So, yeah, it was up there. I mean, the passes I was making this year felt good. Felt like the game was slowing down. It was a fun season, man. It's hard to rank them against other years because I've had so many years now in the league that yeah. – they all mean something different to me now, but this was a fun year to play, especially with the injury coming back and trying to figure out the rhythm of the team. And you know, it was it was fun to go through. What about you, Rich? From from your seat, both I guess the experience of the season and then his performance as well. Yeah. Uh, well, I, from performance, I, this is how I think about it. You know, when I was a kid, when Michael Jordan had the ball at the end of a game, like if the Knicks went up by a point with 13 seconds left, he was like, we done. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> or like when you give the ball back to a quarterback with a little too much time on mm-hmm. the clock because you've seen it and you can see how easily they see the field and how easily when the pressure's on, they can take it down the field for a chance. That's all they, then you, it's in someone else's hands. It feels like for the first time when I watch him play, like this level of, oh, he's gonna get to wherever he's got to get to in the mm-hmm. court, and like he's gonna be in the right place, and he's gonna hit the shot. And that's from a fan's like mm-hmm. vantage point. I'm looking at it, this level that, like I said to him once, this level that, like as a fan, you hold certain athletes where you just know, like shit, they're gonna come through, or mm-hmm. like shit, this is what they do, and then you see it for 15 years. And that's when people get to that like next status. So for me, staying healthy and then seeing that, I, you know, from that standpoint, it was a success. <laughs> Obviously, circumstances yeah. for everybody were unique. So I was, I was, uh, I seen, you know, because guys had exit meetings today in the league, and um, somebody asked, it was I guess it was a Lakers player, like, oh, it was LeBron. Like, um, is this season a failure? And he was like, nah, we actually came in and went to work every day. And I was like, that, that statement stood out to me because I was like, yo, that actually make a lot of sense because, I mean, obviously the championship is the most important thing, but, like, you actually logged in another year playing in the NBA. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You added to yep. whatever stats you had already put into the league before. So it's like, yep. that was a good mindset to have. You know what I'm saying? Just, like, to the core of it, like, yo, I just – that probably shocked people too. I committed another yeah. season into the grind, and that yeah. shit means a, that's a championship to yeah. a lot of people. People hate when he says shit like that. Yeah, <laughs> but it should, but it should actually show you how much it actually means yeah. coming from someone like yeah. you. Right? It's you like know? easy now. We're taking it for granted how because NBA is just always here for us as fans. Like yep. you get it at all angles all year from free agency to summer league to draft to the season to playoffs. It's like. Sometimes you take this shit for granted and realize, like, yo, these dudes put in another year to grind. Yep. Like, now 
LeBron is what about to enter his twentieth year in the league. It's like, yo, your nineteenth year was special, even though totally your team didn't play totally. well. You know what I'm saying? And each one is like, do you think that that's a perspective shift that athletes have in general, where it's not that he wanted to win less, but you have yeah. to look at it different. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I just think that works better for you individually if you look at it that way. I mean, after the season's over, yeah, with, yeah, yeah, know, yeah. As if like, well, we didn't win, but I still put in the work. Yeah, you know, to become a champ. I like I tell somebody the other day, like I feel like being a champion like isn't a work that you do every day. You might your team might not end up getting there, but you yep. never know when that grind gonna yep. pay off. We talk about this before, right, guys? Like the real life perspective of this versus like the sports talk. Like mm -hmm. you have, the championship's the only success. But I, I wonder with you, Rich. Like being involved with the sport as long as you have. When did that kind of? Because we're diehards. Like I'm watching the Raiders. Like yo, you got to win. You know it. But being involved in it at some point that click for you too like yo there's other successes within this like real life shit going on um from within sports or just in life both um in sports it was definitely i think in general when i started working in sports it was the the biggest awakening of what i already kind of knew right i had friends that were athletes i had known kevin a little bit but when i really realized that people didn't you know like the myth was over of what i wanted yeah. it to be when i was younger like damn you're not at like home like curtains back yeah you're yeah. not listening to sad music at home like <laughs> drinking <laughs> your sorrows <laughs> shit i was like you know i my football team lost a game on a sunday i really didn't read the newspaper till like the next friday and when like the knicks lost in a playoff i was sick yeah. sick yeah and obviously I, I react more now to like that reaction about the Giants is a mature one, but I, I read the paper all week, right? <laughs> so for me as a fan in real life, I don't think that I changed necessarily because I saw it, but it happened around the same time where it was like, all right, cool. Like I am a diehard fan, but shit, I can't take it this seriously. And I see these like Kevin at the highest level with the most like intense drive to win as much as anybody right. you have to have i would imagine that balance no matter who you are maybe tom brady like has had that that has a, a yeah. competitive drive that doesn't turn that off that doesn't turn off you know maybe mike did what do you mean turn off like you always thinking about competing even in the off season even when you're not playing and shit yeah, well, like, what do you mean well, cuz this what what's the thing you hear like who said something to me about oh pat riley Just, i mean not to like pat riley i asked him about mike the other day when when I met him in Miami and it was consistent with what you see on shows or docs or what other people say, like this man wanted to win at everything. Right. And when you first heard it, it was like, yeah, so do I. Yeah. <laughs> right, Don't right. you feel like that, that like, that, isn't that like sensationalized a bit? Like he's just want to win at everything. Like, <laughs> no, but no, just but, that competitive drive nah, that's been a, like marketed to to well to the masses from you've athletes. You've never had a competitive friend in your life. Is that really competition? No, but like a friend that, that you, just, fe you feel the competition. You feel it like you could feel it, and it, you feel it with everything you're doing. I feel, and, I have friends that just always want to win and beat you at something so they can like yeah feel good about themselves. Is that competition? Yeah. So if you're like that, all the 
fucking time and you're Michael Jordan and those things align. Where like if you asked Mike after year 19, would he, an- well, he, did he, would he answer that question in year 19? That, that LeBron did? Yeah, if his team didn't make the playoffs, he would. You no, think Mike no way. the wizard years were a success? I, I wouldn't say it's – I didn't think Bron said it was a success. No, but he had a perspective. You think Mike would say, look, I got through the year. I'm older. We did the best we could. I came to work every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he would say that if they was, they was missed the playoff. Look at us, a Mike and Bron. He did miss the playoffs. On accident. And then he got out. <laughs> well, he probably didn't even have an accident meeting. He definitely did not have an <laughs> I just think that perspective, I think that perspective, like you, I think you can turn it on and off. Like you obviously want to win every possession you out there. Mm-hmm. But like after it's over, yeah. looking back on it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm not saying why you in the moment, at, you know, like, oh, fuck no, it, man. But, I'm just but, love playing. Like it's cool. I'm just another <laughs> year. I'm just saying, but when you... When the season's over, when you look back on it, I think that's a good perspective. Oh, no. So let me correct that, though, because I don't think that that makes Mike better. I don't think that quality is what should be used when people want to recklessly compare. I don't believe that's a quality anymore. No. So, no, but I was referencing it into like who really goes home (laughs) and listens to music and is sick over losing. I think maybe Mike was like that a little bit. I think we all are, bro. But to different levels? No. I feel, I feel like it's about when do you let it go, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I feel, ah, yeah, okay. I feel like a lot of us athletes are fucked up after a, a oh, tough Everybody's loss. in the locker room. Yeah, pissed. when they go home, dudes are like, can't sleep after a bad loss. Like, yeah. guys that didn't even play a lot of minutes. Like, if we lose at the buzzard or we had a game, we let it slip away. Like, these dudes care about it. But, like, it's about, all right, when you going to move on and let it go? You know what I'm saying? For sure. I think everybody, and if that's what you want to call being competitive, like actually thinking about it when you leave work. Then but you think Mike held on to it a few days longer than most? I don't believe so. I mean, because he probably had a game in, in the next day. I think Mike moved on pretty quickly. That's why he was so great. When did you develop this? I mean, we all. Were you, were you sitting on the Seattle losses like, no, it's you. I hate this. Nah, it's usually that next day when you go into practice, you let it go. You watch you know, film, move well, on. Well, hold on. Did opponent. you guys, uh, he didn't look like he let it go watching that iPod, that, <laughs> that iPod in Last Dance. That's what you mean. Like, you still, like, those emotions still come back when you. No, but, oh, yeah, but that's a, bad, exa- that that's a bad example because, like, that would happen to anyone that's reliving it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's different. That's different. I mean, what, like. Competitive fire, like, what really, what does that really mean? Well, I mean, like, a story I tell, game seven last year, I left the, like, I was mad leaving the arena. And I remember, like, I FaceTimed him as I got home. And you weren't, like, happy you lost. But you were, like, you you were on into your night at that point. Like, yeah. you know. And I, um, there's a usher at the arena. And she was like, man, I was, my son's a big fan. And I was kind of worried. And, and he, you know, he took the picture. He was nice to him, all that. Not to the game. So it's like. It's shit like that that puts it in perspective for me. And that had been happening for a while. Like, as I got closer and closer to sports, mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, I'm still mad about the Raiders losing to the Bengals on an interception. But, like, I'm like, yo, that's, like, got to be the dumbest shit ever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it took me a while to develop that. And I wonder, like, with, with you guys, like, as long as it's been going on, like, yeah, I mean, it's tough. Yeah, it is. I mean, but you got games. 
that, you know, games come every other day. It's like you learn the practice of, like, getting over shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, like, understanding the importance of it, what just happened, but moving on pretty fast. And I think that's a just a good life lesson in general. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like you can't hold on for stuff too long, especially, like, you get in our game, you get game over at 1030, practice the next day, you're going to get up at 8 o'clock. Like, you're going to sleep for most of that time. So it's like you got a couple of hours to really digest what just happened and before you try to, you know, get ready for the next one. So you learn that pretty early. Do you feel like this real-world perspective on sports is new? I feel like it coincides with social media. We see everything. Mm-hmm. We watch feel, everything. Yeah, Do y'all feel like that's new? Because yeah. we grew up on Mike going – Yo, Mike is still mad because he lost that Raptors game and they could have been 73 and nine or whatever yeah. four years yeah, later. I guess that side of it has probably been eliminated, that like fantasy. Maybe mm. that's what it was too, right? Is that like fantasy? That's it's not word. just that people with access know that they're human beings. It's mm-hmm. like we all know that mm-hmm. they're human beings. Like maybe I thought that people were in front of the mirror listening to sad music mm. because you really <laughs> didn't know where they were. Yeah. Like they did the exit meeting or the press conference to leave and they were out till the next October out. Yeah. You weren't running into anybody. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Everybody's pulled the curtain back. Like, yeah, you get to see the operations easy now. Like what I'm, goes through, like you said, man, we get, we can see these dudes exit meetings, like yeah, like we like we <laughs> <laughs> like we reporters, you know. So I prefer this experience. Do you? you that feel is like better so, this way. Humanizes exactly. What yeah. You mean. No, because I'm thinking fans probably can't get enough of it. Mm-hmm. There's, it's not too much. They're only putting out what people want anyway. Yeah, yeah. So clearly, people want it. Fans want even more. It's just enough, in my opinion. Yeah. But the, with the NFL, though. You really don't. I mean, maybe it's just because there aren't the stars aren't as big. I don't feel like I really know much about as much about NBA players on a whole as basketball, obviously. NFL players. Yeah, NFL players. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, you look at even like social media. The biggest NFL stars, Odell, usually Brady, maybe, um, or Odell and Brady. Yeah. Yeah, Odell has. I don't know. Eight million followers on Instagram. It's not the be all end all, but then you look at, you know, Kevin has twice that, three times that. Braun has fifty million, whatever it is. Like this really weird, like measuring stick of how much we care about these guys day to day or how active and yeah. all that. Well, the NFL has it down to a science. Like they market the league, right? Yep. And I think the NBA is more player bound and people. Bring that back to Jordan and in this era, you, Bron, Steph, Giannis, all these personalities. Would you do you think it's better that way for the league? I mean, yeah. I mean, our sport is more visible. The players are more visible, so it's harder. And we move around a little bit more, so it's kind of harder just to market straight teams. You know, I mean, and the fans are invested in the players. You know, we feel they feel more of an attachment to the players in the NBA. Mm-hmm opposed to, you know, NFL, obviously because of the equipment that they have on. But there's a lot of stuff that factor into why we're covered the way we're covered, you know, as a league. This was not our experience growing up. You, you Knicks and whatever, whoever's on the Knicks is my guy. Like, yep. I don't know if this is better or worse. Like, I think it's just, again, goes back to the reality of it. It's like you come up with certain guys and 
Mark Jackson goes to the Pacers, you probably are still hoping Mark Jackson played well, right? Yeah. Unless he played yeah. the Knicks. Or what was Oh yeah, bro. Are you kidding me? I was like I was a down low Pacer fan. <laughs> <laughs> like heavy. So much so that um that during those playoff runs, like I had to at the front a little bit certain certain <laughs> games like i always wanted to go to seven and i would tell myself like whatever happens is seven seven <laughs> because there was like an era of the knicks that i really really like that was it and when they did trade mark jackson it always went down like one notch for me mm. you know there's like that one team that stands out for you when you're a kid and it carries that and then from there like i was like shit mark played for the pacers the clippers the Pacers again, <laughs> Nuggets, Raptors, Jazz. I was loyal, bro. It was tough at the end, but and I then was he loyal. starts coaching, and it's like, yo, you're rocking with that but, too. Yo, I was a big Warrior fan. Yeah, I was. I yeah. was. What was your experience? You had a team. You were Wizards guy. Like, what was your no, nah, I was more. I got into the NBA around like ninety seven, ninety eight, and that was way more player driven. Yeah. And it was a younger league too, so like T Mac, Vince, those guys was just coming in. Kobe, KG, you know. So I was just, I just liked the young movement in the league. I wasn't following the team, more uh, more so. And I was just trying to find highlights of players, you know. So pretty much like all the young dudes in the league around that time is who I was following. So you started stand culture. This is all your fault. Yeah. (laughs) We can say that. That's because when I say Vince Carter, his rookie year or maybe his second year, I was like, I need that jersey. When I seen AI, I was like, I need to go get that jersey. So it was like, I was a fan of every team. Mm -hmm. I feel like went through I remember Jason Williams just like tripped me out. Like, there's a guy, you can do this in the NBA. Like, this is crazy. And he was hometown and yeah. T-Mac and it was yeah, a lot of the same. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh my God. If he, if Instagram was out when he was a rookie and a sophomore, <laughs> he, his gram would have been insane. Because yeah. I still see, I still watch his YouTube clips four or five times a year. <laughs> I'll set up for like five, 10 minutes and watch old Jason Williams highlights. Yeah, that's one of those guys, like I showed my son, he didn't know this player existed. I'm like, look at this, really? look at this guy. Like, I bet his mind was that's blown hilarious. away. You know, he couldn't, he was <laughs> he blown away by it, that right? shit. Like, and he yeah. was like, he, his style was fly. Like he was, he was. I mean, then he wore number fifty-five. That was that stood out. <sighs> yeah, I wore that number that year just because. Yeah. What's your favorite Jason Williams highlight? Like you know, what I'm saying like a YouTube highlight. Maybe yeah, not yeah. moment, but say, YouTube mm, highlight. The 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 hezzy on Gary Payton. Yeah, <laughs> was yeah. Like insane. Yeah. And but the, but the pass he threw in the sophomore game, that's the elbow. elbow. That's the one I was going with. That's the crazy shit. This, oh, that's so many. He, he hit it with his elbow. That just, was incredible. Yeah, that one with the elbow probably stood out the most because we st- we was trying that <laughs> every day. Oh, you, you did? Around yeah. Get hit your funny bone trying that shit. Jason yeah. Williams definitely had made an impact on the community. Yeah, he's when one he's, of those guys when he dropped, sure. When he came to the league, how good was he? Just a solid point guard. Yeah. Like a, I'm trying to get a his, solid star and point guard in the league. Like a, I wonder what his best stat year was. Probably like 16, 8, 9. Something Who would like you that. compare that to in the league? Like Right now? Like a Cal Lowry, maybe? Like, oh, like terms in of terms of the like quality where, or whatever? Yeah, if you were, if you were just trying to show who and nobody, like your son, like if he never seen what, Jason What level Williams, of player like, this yeah. guy is? Kyle no, Lowry's better. Yeah. I think so. In terms of what you're saying, 
in terms I was just talking of, about that tier of player. Yeah, the tier of the player in the oh, league. Oh, that tier, yeah. Something right below Wait, All-Star. Yeah, Kyle, Kyle Lowry. Their numbers are probably similar at this point. Yeah. Jason Williams. Um, Tim Hardaway. No, he's in the Hall of Fame. He's in the Hall of Famer. Yeah, it's but probably But Kyle Lowry's going to make the Hall of Fame. Will he? Will he? I don't know. How many All-Stars? Yeah. Four? I think he got like six. He six? might make the Hall of Fame. And a chip? Make. So my Hall of Fame criteria, like I really care about the totality, like total points. Body yeah. of work, all of it, yeah. But which accolades actually matter to you, though? All-Stars are cool. All-NBAs, there's only so many spots for that. Mm-hmm. Right? There's twice as many All-Star spots. All-Stars are cool over... Cause you got one, <laughs> like you over got, seven is like. Yeah, if you right. got one, they it's almost like what's up with you. Yeah, man? we've we've all had like Chris Kamen was in the All Star game. You know yeah, what I mean? two. All due respect to Kamen's career, but like we're not going to the Hall of Fame. Jamal uh, McGlure. McGlure made one. <laughs> yeah. So if you got if you got one, it's just like all right, you had a good year, like that's cool. But if let's say if you had four, oh, four is like you talking about it. You telling people. What's All right, up, so, man? I so, made four All-Star games. What's up with you? So if you're, <laughs> That's a nice stretch in the league. Like four for four All-Star years, games? I was one of the four, 20 That's what I'm saying. Kyle Lowry, you said six? So let's say if you guys, like, now, when are you one of those guys after what number? I think three. No, you just said four was like. Did I? No, I, I thought you, <laughs> did you not just say how many? After four, like, when is that number? That makes you like. That guy, All-Star selection. Six sounds like a real number out loud. Six-time All-Star. Joe Johnson did like 11. Not 11. Did he? He might. Look what Joe Johnson did. He got did. quite a few. Is Joe Johnson all All-Star games put you in that Hall of Fame. Seven. You can catch a good run in a seven conference, times, though. Seven Joe Johnson. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> if you catch a conference over a period of time, and yeah. then you consistently the get The right in, position. Like it's Paul like, Millsap, he hit like four of them like that. Yeah. I wonder like, if people know how to work their set with the coaches on the road. Like, yo. <laughs> After a while, like the like, ticket for the like twenty games in, reserve, the alternate you know reserve. <laughs> yo, twenty games in, this your first time averaging over twenty points. I'm gonna really like, yo, coach, Come make on. sure you. You yo, see what I'm doing out here? Yo, don't forget about me. I feel like so somebody like Jamal Crawford, right? I always feel like there should be a wing of the Hall of Fame or something. <laughs> like we have to acknowledge yo, these. That's a dope idea, bro. That's like, a dope like idea. Like Jason Williams. Jason Williams. Well, no, by like the way, cultural Hall of Fame. Wing. You couldn't make a wing. It's it's that. Yo, it's let's do own. that. Yep. It's its own Hall of Fame. Right? Yo, let's it's create a, it right yo, now. Yo, it's a, it's I'm sure some buildings for so. <laughs> yes. But that would be ill, right? Yes. Like Baron Davis. I know what you're talking about. Jason Williams. Like Baron Davis was a cultural thing. Like that shit. Yes. Yes. Like Steve Francis. You remember the Hornets team with the headbands? Yes, like it, fat, like fat yep. five, like that type yep. of stuff. Yo, everybody had headbands on at school. That. That's like, a yeah. good idea. It was a movement. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's a good idea. That shit pop up first, see if it sticks. That shit matters. Speaking of Hall of Fame, did uh, I was watching uh, Pages Stoyakovich highlights the other day? Mm. Incredible shit. He made it. Did he? I was going to ask you. He may. He oh, made Hall like, of Fame. He, 
How many All Star games did he make? International player. You like might have to look that up. He probably made six or seven All Star games. He made a few. That's Yo, a cool idea, though. He was <laughs> flat out sniper, sniper, and he was six ten, three time All Star. What? Caught a he bad. He made All NBA once. Caught a bad conference. He did. But those are the type of players you'll look at and be like, yo, he had a Hall of Fame career. And made an all and made how many did you say? Three? Three. Three. Yeah, that sounds real. Incredible conference he played in. At 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 wing too. Like look who he's dealing with. Incredible conference. They had a good at, team too. And yep. they had a great team. Seventeen points a game for his career. Ooh. But at his like how what what were his his numbers at like his best three years? Twenty four points, six rebounds, and obviously he's one of the greatest shooters. Of all time in an era that they didn't, they didn't really shoot a lot of three. Push that. What career forty five percent three point shoot. That's wow, ridiculous. That's amazing. Which is insane. <laughs> what did he shoot from the field overall when he scored twenty four points? Uh, probably fifty three. I was. I say forty seven. What year? This thing, you know, basketball well, reference is crazy. Forty eight percent from the field. That's right. Yeah, you know, fifty three is insane. For forty minutes a night. Forty. <sighs> How 40, many game played? Forty three percent from three. He played eighty one games. Oh See, my yo, God. like, 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 come on. That's an insane season. But we talk about minutes too much, though. Mm-hmm. That team won fifty five. Like somebody games. played like a, th- a stretch of thirty plus minutes. It's like, yo, is this minutes too high? Like, yo, they was playing forty a night, eighty games. Yeah. You think the game is too different now? Y'all move around a lot. Yeah, that is true. I mean, it is way faster, and it's more, a lot more jumping. And you ask by the way, to do more on defense. And when did Peja have hit the cliff? From those 40 minutes right? a night in 81 games. Yeah. Because it was a cliff that he hit. I mean, that was his highest ever was that season. And then it goes from there. 20 points a game <laughs> the next year. Goes so, from there. Maybe. maybe. I love when you see a player's stats like 6, 10, 14, 17, 21, 24. You know, when you yeah. see that. His shit went like this, 24, 20. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, it did. 24, 20, 18. He then gets traded. And that year was, that year was 18. 17, 16, 13, 12. And on and on. You know what, though? To your point about the like cultural Hall of Fame, or should the Hall of Fame change? Like, You know what I'm saying? Like, if Is you it really, too easy to get in right now? Or no. Or should it change in terms of like the Hall of Fame of basketball – is like the criteria now in the last 30, 40 years have to involve some of that. So if you Does write- that make sense to it? You know what I'm saying? Like you have to have the stats. So, I'm not saying like- So essentially you want to make it easier to get into the- to That's the a great game. question for you. You're headed there. You value this, obviously. A guy like Jamal Crawford, great player. We love him. Career is a little, few tears down. Does that cheapen the Hall of Fame for you? Well, Jamal Crawford has like a specific had a specific role. Mm-hmm. Um, in so you basketball. go in with that understanding, though. Like I know this was his career. Yeah, certain guys playing. you might have to take a different look at. Mm-hmm. Like Jamal Crawford, like how many points does he have? You can look it up. The end of his career, probably threw it off. But as a career totals, like is it twenty? It might be nineteen, maybe. It might. No, be no, no, no. It's probably less, way less than that. I bet you it's way no, less than that. This is a long career. It's a 19-year career. Damn. Uh, 16 points, I bet. How many points a game? 14.6 points a game over a 19 career. That's, I mean, that's nice. That's a Total nice points. career. Total 19,419 points. 
See, that's a I mean, decent career. That's a lot of points. Lot How of many? Points. He could probably got three six man of the years. Mm-hmm. Did he ever make an All Star game? No, oh, three six man of the years awards though. Correct. Good call. He never made one. Never made an All Star game. Twenty points a game one season. Never made All Star game. For the Knicks, he had twenty points a game. He must have been the king of the town. He must have ran New York for that year. I mean, I mean, he was. If you look, if you if you go through his career and give him an extra look, then you can say, oh, well, maybe you know what I'm saying. He didn't have enough accolades as far as All NBA's, All Stars, awards like MVPs, yep. but twenty thousand, nineteen thousand points is a lot. Three That's, six man of the year yep. is a lot. I'll tell you this though, Eddie. In four, I'm 45. In 45 years from now, I'm sitting outside. Someone's like, "Who are the best basketball players of your era? Who are the best? Mm-hmm. Ace? Who?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just made up an old friend. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna be like KD, Bron, Steph, Jamal Crawford, Jesse Williams. Be like this, yo. So, like, I think of it like if you're writing a book about basketball, Kevin's got a chapter, Bron's got a chapter, some chapters are long, some chapters. Jamal Crawford has a page, there's a page in there where we yeah. have to talk about yeah. what Jamal Crawford did, yeah. And, and guys, like, oh, Jason Williams, like, yeah. Page has a page, yep. Yeah. Whatever the shooter's chapter is, we got to talk about that Pesha, fucking yeah. jump shot, yeah. Yeah, I mean, six, if you want to talk about six man role, mm-hmm. he's. Jamal Crawford was like the face of that for yep. Baseball went through this. Vinny with, Johnson, like he is. The, he's the face of that that award in this generation. I mean, Vinny Johnson was the Kevin McHale, Vinny Kevin Johnson. McHale, yeah. Those dudes they set the tone back then. But John for Starks. our era, him and Lou Williams are like yep. six men. J.R. Smith won a few. J.R. Uh, Smith was more of a. He had that one year. I think he was starting more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a year. Dudes. I think, I think he had he, a couple years coming off, but like. He was a starter, in my opinion. Baseball went through this with Edgar Martinez. Remember this? Of course. The designated hitter. Mm. And they had their Hall of Fame had to take time to figure out, like, do we value a person who only hits? Yeah. You know? And he got it. And he eventually I know. Gets exactly. In. It's like, and, and relief pitchers. Yeah. Back in the day. It yeah. was like odd if they got in. It was like two guys that got yeah. in, two closers ever, yep. and, and then they- Raleigh they, Fingers. Yeah. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> and it's like, what are these other guys? So, I mean, I- I don't know. It's tough because it's supposed to be, the, like you said, the greatest players. We 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 we're putting the greatest yep. players in. Would you say our Hall of Fame is easy to get in? Easier than other than the NFL. In, in, NFL is the hardest, I think. Both of them are hard as shit. Yeah, oh, like, baseball's bad hard. You're, you're right. Like two or three dudes in. Are you, four, how many yeah. dudes get in a year? You see some legends and you see them out like five percent boat. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're right. Baseball is real tough. Yeah, it's. I don't know if it's easy to get in the NBA. It does feel like, as a fan, like they have quota of sorts. Like, we got to get 10 guys and we have a three-hour show. We got to yeah. feel. <laughs> and so, I mean, like, we look at – it's the Basketball Hall of Fame, too, which is the way – because I remember NBA. people were complaining about Vladi, but Vladi has done transcendent things for the game of basketball. Yep. You, you got to put them in. If you look at his NBA career, you go – all right, man. See, that's what I'm not really rocking See, with. You're not hearing that. Nah, because if you were like, it should be about what you accomplished as a player or mm-hmm. a coach. Mm-hmm. 
How do, or, or, you know what I'm saying? Exe- you know what I'm yep. saying? Executive. Just or your owner impact on the game NBA, of basketball, you know which I mean? is, you know who should be in? Stephon Marbury. Yes. Because he's but right. It should be your NBA impact, WNBA impact. Like, you know what I'm oh, saying? Oh, you're saying it shouldn't be about what you do outside of the game. Yeah, no, nah, it shouldn't be. Uh, about okay, game. I understand what you're saying. Uh. I understand what you're saying. Because that, that confuses things like Sar- Sabonis. Remember mm-hmm. Arvinus Sabonis? He played yeah, like, like he should... got in because they said he was unstoppable. That's and... cool, but then he get in the Hall of Fame over there. But like the NBA should have, it should be an NBA so Hall of Fame. So we need NBA Hall of Fame. What you did in the league. 100% agree with that. But the ABA um, players are in there because it's the Nace Yeah, that too. I mean, national bat. Yeah. It right. should be in there. I'm yeah, saying, yeah. like, our league, it should WNBA, be strictly NBA, about what you do. Yep, yep. Yeah. I wonder why, I'm sure there's, like, great reasoning somewhere that they established that there's not an NBA Hall but I do wonder. There like, probably is an NBA Hall of Fame. <laughs> it's probably that great reason. There's probably not great reasoning. <laughs> why it's not an NBA Hall of Fame? No, you probably, I mean, respect. It should be strictly NBA and not just basketball? No, no, he's saying, no, no, I agree with that. I'm saying he said there's probably some bigger something from another day, and I said there probably isn't. Like, you probably could just buy the Hall of Fame if, <laughs> if you really wanted. Like, it was, it was incredibly short-sighted to do it that way. Like, I mean, maybe they didn't see what the NBA would it's be. It's like when yeah. Jay-Z raps about the billboard list. <laughs> it's like <laughs> when you peel it back. <laughs> Who winning this year? Um, winning what? The Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame? Oh, I don't know. I do know that. Mark well, Manu, Manu got Manu. Got Manu. 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 Uh, now that's the guy you should look at and compare to Jamal Crawford. It's a good one too, right? Because and he won. Well, he, got, he won a couple All Star games. And he made All Star games. He yeah. gets in all. Did you say that? Manu, Tim Hardaway, George Carl, Swin Cash. Oh, nice. Uh, he's an interesting. I mean, I he, like he, that group. He, uh, Lindsey Whalen. Mm-hmm. Mm. He's another one who fits into what we we're talking about. Like he won a gold medal for Argentina. Is the only gold medal. But should that matter? If it's basketball Hall of Fame, yeah, because yeah, Olympics are listed on the credentials and stuff, which is why I said Marbury, because obviously I think you know even Steph could agree that just NBA, it was tough. He left. I mean, Marbury was what twenty and eight, eight time All Star, All that's, NBA. A couple, that's like, true. So Marbury's Marbury stats were staggering. I yeah, think he should be in. Did, right. Is, like as a fan, the type of shit that matters to me. He played in the greatest All Star game of all time yeah. and hit the biggest shot of the game. Yeah. Like two that one, fucking two. matters to me. Two, two of them. He's going shootout with Kobe. Is that what it was? They were on. It was them on separate teams, right? That was amazing. That's yeah. nuts. That matters. That type of shit. Again, the book. That's a page in the book. Yeah, this Steph, fucking yeah. All Star game yeah. was yeah. amazing. Yeah. And you know who was amazing in it? Steph. Steph Marbury. Yeah, Steph right. Marbury is one of those players that like. It's so revered by anybody that talks about it, especially in New York City. Like, But anybody in basketball that I talk to like that reference players back in the day when they talk about Stefan, it's just like, yo, he was, he had it all. He Unanimous, did it all. right? Yeah. Like throughout the league. Like he was just really should be up there with the best ever. Yeah. yeah. And he was like consummate New York point guard too, right? Crazy handle, could get it anywhere on the floor, fearless. Yep. He All actually evolved, and he evolved it because, and it's, I think some, uh, Stephen A. Smith says it in the doc we have coming out. He was like the full package of, out yeah. of New York City point guards. Mm-hmm. He could do everything. He I think did he it all. transcended the, 
the New yep. York City point guard label. I mean, he he's made like it to something different. Is he the? He's like the one you think? I think for this era, for sure, this generation, like. Bassie. I mean, ever. I mean, who else? Ever. Who's who else? I mean, I, mean I guess, like, in terms of who came out and if you put their games up, bop, 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 like, who's the best? Probably him. He fits, like, the... Definitely him. The definition you have in your head of New York point guard, it's, like, that mold. Mm -hmm. It's, like, that type of game that Steph played with and that type of attitude. But, that's, and, but that is more... That's definitely, like he was saying, like, an evolution of it because the ones I grew up on were, like, all this yeah. you know what i'm saying like back <laughs> you down can't really shoot may have a awkward looking jay but talk a lot of shit and then marbury was like took it his i remember went to see this uh it was called golden hoops mm. and they did it up at columbia and it was like um mix of like most of the guys from gauchos and saint raymond's and a lot of the schools in the city and it was like felipe lopez coming out but yeah. marbury stole the show and like he would pull up and his like vertical leap on his mm. jump shot was insane. And that was new, you yeah. know, like, you know, point guards before that didn't really have much speed or Kenny Smith, I guess. But So how long has he been retired? Oh, it's a few years. Like, he's got to be coming up. He should make the Hall of Fame. Like yeah. between what he did in NBA, between what he did in high school, between his whole, and then in China, obviously. China, yeah. Like that's the kind of player. Yes. Is, if we're a, saying yeah. basketball Hall of Fame, that guy. He said something about you the other day, like to kind of transition. The one-legged shot. You show, I showed you this. This has never seen that on a basketball court. Like you're inventing shit. And then you told me, you've been doing this. Mm -hmm. This is not. So I had somebody find footage. I've, I found footage of you doing it as a warrior. You said you've been doing this since Thunder. It was like you, you, you dropped three forties in a week. You just, you just saw it on the court. You was just ready. Yeah, I mean, this just happened. <laughs> you know it just happened but I practice it you know you do you do I I, I keep telling people because I'm like no, he, yeah. I watch him do this shit every day yeah. it's kind of nuts that this is just a shoddy ass you're doing this off the dribble fucking holding two guys like, this I really nuts. think it's a I think it's an easy shot to master once you just do it just work on it because you get a lot of power off one leg raising up like that you I'm, see a lot of dudes shoot the running floater. Yeah. Same thing. That's what I was saying. Like, we, we've we been laying up off one leg since we started yes, playing basketball. Yeah. It's kind of a weirdly natural motion to yeah. do on the court. Yeah, I mean, you, we do it all, all the time, so. You know, it's funny you say that. Whenever I would, like, shoot around and I do one-legged shots, them shits go in. Yeah. <laughs> what is it about it? It's just, it, I mean, I guess you, you when you stand it up, I don't know. I'm trying to explain the science no. of it. It's like you... I guess you might get more power and balance off yeah. one leg, pushing off one leg. And, and then you get that momentum right. off the step when you're running into it. Yeah. It's just about, now you just got to you gotta just touch it up. But think about the Hooper thing, like you walk around, you're doing air moves. You do that a lot. You just hop off one leg, oh, this yeah. is a leg. You know, you tap the, when you're a kid, you fucking touch the yeah. doorway. And you're used to doing it when you're running, shooting half-court shots. Yeah. yeah. So that's it's really just all about the touch. Yeah. I'm still with, Marbury, like that's nuts that that's happening in NBA games. And you just. It's the, yeah, it's the having the confidence to pull it out. Yeah. It. I did believe you, but I was still shocked when I saw old footage. Like this fucking guy. <laughs> <laughs> I, the, I, I, I shot it from three a couple times, but I haven't made it. I, don't, I think that was my first make from the three against Atlanta. But 
Yeah, I've tried it before, man. You know what I noticed in watching Skip to my Lou highlights? You have a, you skip you have a little skip sometimes too. You skip a little bit. Kai skips too. I saw Kai doing the little skip also. We try to dance out there. We talk like about when, that when the there's hop. a lot of space and you bring it up court and you trying to like I saw you mm-hmm. you know you build that you you yeah do. A little gallop. You talk about that like that when I see guys playing with a hop, I know they're kind of feeling it. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. there's just a rhythm to that shit. You're just moving even freer yeah. than usually you. You got that little bounce, and you know you can accelerate a little bit more after a hop. Yeah. Yep. You ever go in a really crowded game as a fan and it's like buzz early and you start feeling bouncy? Yo. Like you ready to hoop? <laughs> I was ready to hoop in Philly. <laughs> I swear to God, I was ready to hoop on a lot of them playoff games. I'd go in there and sweat purposely because I felt ready to go, <laughs> bro. The Bucks game had an energy. No, Kyrie's return. That yeah. was about as much buzz I felt in the arena yeah. this year. And I was like, Jesus, it's, there's people here way earlier. Like it's yeah. just like, were you not? Were you in Philly? No, Philly was Philly was a little electric too. Oh, I bet. But y'all took the electricity right out the really. Yeah, that was a. Those was are fun. A, no, those games are because the crowd, like you said, they there early. Yeah, in the warm up stage, you can tell it's gonna be a packed house. It's weird. I never felt the buzz in the arena before, like ever. Yeah, like from the outside, from the concourse area. It's like I never had that feeling before. Oh, like before. as a fan, like a fan. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What but about like a your big return? Game, coming into a big game and like how that feel as a fan. <sighs> like a game seven. Like like you said, you felt oh. like you wanted to hoop. Like Yo, you want, uh, some ill ones, your return to OKC. Yeah. I was like. <laughs> like walking into the arena, it was yeah, wild. Yeah, I walked with me, Charlie. Oh my God, Charlie! That, that shit was epic. Like, did you get prepared walking in there? <laughs> yeah, but we knew what it was. That was really a scene out of a movie. Like, even the lobby, of the hotel, the buzz in the arena, the buzz outside the arena, the buzz on the walk over, the buzz from what was the other one? Not the Skirvin, the one close to the arena called. Yeah, I forget the name. Oh my God, the new joint that they'd open. Man, that was that. That was insane. Yeah, there was some other shit like that. Outside, uh, when you guys played Memphis, when you were in OKC, <laughs> yeah, the buzz that. outside that arena was live. 2013. Yep. I did Raiders-Chargers this year, mm-hmm. and that was a do-or-die game, right? Last game of the season. Oh, you went to that? I went to that. It was, I And mean, I sat, like, sick. bro, too. And, like, the parking lot, you're like, fuck, this, is, this matters, you oh, know? Nothing and, better than that. And NFL is 80, 90K people. We're talking four or five times of basketball arena. And it's yeah. just like... Nothing like that. Yeah, Amazing. I want to experience that. You got it. Well, the what are they called now? The Washington team? The Commanders? They're going to have to get good for you to experience that, so it might be tough for you. No, oh, we're always playing at the same time. What about when you pulling up to the arena, saying what's up to the parking guys because it's your arena and your team, and you got a wolf pull in the game seven. <laughs> what's up, Mr. Durant? <laughs> Owner's box right up there. You'll feel that buzz. Yeah. You feel that buzz. Like the the face of the team. Oh. My, I'm plastered on the arena outside on Atlantic. Like you feel that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's different. It's not different, but it's like it's just a different vantage point. It's the same feeling. Yeah. Y'all have. Well, we're well, like, just anxious to get the game started. Yeah, it's probably different when you can't control the outcome. Yeah. <laughs> you can control the outcome. 
Yeah, so it, so, so yeah. coming into a game, it's not as stressful. Yeah, on the players as it is because you have some control. Yeah, over We're some like, elements. Yep, y'all have none. 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 And a crazy so root of interest, like crazy. So owners ingrained root of interest and and executives, they got to be sweating in games like that. Yeah, I think. Pe- yeah, yeah. Season on the line. Yeah. Job may be on the line. Yep. And you have no control. Yep. I met uh, Wilding out. San Francisco Wilding Giants out. GM this year, and I asked him, you know, do you kind of dumbass question, but like, how worked up do you get during these games? I can't watch them. Yep. I go to the clubhouse and I run on the treadmill. Are you serious? He's like, I'm too fucking wound up. Like you said, they had best record in baseball last year. I don't think his job's on the line, but it's like, it matters. You know, even every game, field, it it every game. Too wound up. You couldn't handle it. Jeez. I'm like, I get it. I get it. But, man, why'd you work that hard to get that job? <laughs> you can't even enjoy it. <laughs> Yo, right? It. Yeah. <laughs> So, big game tomorrow as we as we record this. How do you feel about the plan? Like, no plan. You're not playing tomorrow. You're playing Sunday. You're minding your business. Yeah, some guys are against it. Some guys are with it. I mean, what can you do? Like, complain to the NBA? <laughs> <laughs> I think I feel like some guys have publicly. Like, yeah, I mean, look how far that's gotten. <laughs> year two, <laughs> right? And it's, they got exactly what they wanted in the yep. second year. As a fan, yeah, you, straight up, you enjoy the play. I like the idea of a do or die basketball game. I like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I didn't like. I didn't care if that they, they didn't need to do it. I liked the way it was, but I like it. Yeah, I like all this extra basketball, and I like that's what innovation is. Like, mm-hmm. you're supposed to do it, I guess. They had the perfect storm last year. LeBron plays Steph. LeBron and Steph are both yep. in the play-in. I think they, Kyrie said that the other night. They're finally mm-hmm. having a fucking parade about this. Yeah. You guys are there. Yeah. Should um, be fun, man. Shit. Yep. Everybody enjoyed it last year. You played these guys a few days back. Do you feel like anything informs into that? or It's going to be a totally different game, I feel. What is your, is your playoff, not preparation, but is your playoff, I guess, Daily, is it different? No, it's the same routine. It's just like a little mental, mental, mentally, you're just focusing in on the details a little bit mm-hmm. more than you did in the regular season. But, but your days are the same, your approach is, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm excited just to keep the routine. I mean, you gotta keep the, the rhythm of the season, you can't just switch it up once a playoffs come. And, mm-hmm. You feel you feel like it is from your vantage point, or do you feel like he's a different guy when we get to May? No, no. Yeah. I actually no. I was thinking about that earlier today. I mean, as it related to like, just like consciously thinking, like, yo, I wonder. Oh shit, playing tomorrow, like. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh shit, like not. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. there's nothing different in terms of. I guess later on in a playoff run. Obviously, I guess, right? Like the stakes get higher. The, I guess maybe everyone else acts different, mm-hmm. but in like, or people just go, yo, let me leave him alone. But like at this stage, um, I feel like, 
you're just pretty regimented, right? Yeah, just, yeah. Same routine, bro. Get up, go to the gym, work on my game in the morning before the game start. Let's see what happens. Yep. <laughs> you know, though, at work, it's, it's funny because, like, if at work, if you're having a big day or, like, a big meeting or a big presentation, you do have to do it a little different. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's like, what I wonder, You right? do. You have to wear something a little bit different. You may get up a little earlier. Why? You just do. Because you're not doing the same thing. That's just like, like you're not doing the same thing that day. It's not like, yo, same thing. I do this every day. It's like, nah, it's different. You got to go somewhere else. I think you saying you oh, focus on I, the details a little more. It's kind of like your version Mindset's of the same. Yeah, but the activity is the same. How you may approach it may change depending on the season. But to the core, the activity, you know what to do already. Yeah. You know what your presentation about, no matter if oh, you got to yeah, dress yeah, it yeah. up. From that standpoint, that's you the see same. what I'm saying? Yes, yes. Like, there's no, it's not like I have to adjust anything about how I go about a day I, mentally or like what the actual work is or what the actual words I'll be speaking. Yeah. It's just a matter of if I want to dress it up for the rest of the people, for everybody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or if I want to feel different today, I want to yeah. dress different. Or if I want to wear a suit because it's the playoffs. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like, all that is. Yeah. Same thing. The Good fuck? point. Yeah. Are you going to wear a suit? <laughs> you going to get your guys with like the matching joints? Like, that shit would be breaking news. That would be a would be like something, something. Yeah, you get fans are worried. Group chat for that. Our zero dark 30 mode. <laughs> Everybody with black suits and shades on. <laughs> I appreciate the approach of being like, yo, we're getting it. But it's also funny. Like, you take one step back, it's like, <laughs> you, you did what? Well, does who this was, even who did matter? That? The Wizards? Like, we're going to wear all black to Boston and then lost? Remember the Wizards, yep. That's who it was? Yeah. Yep. That shit was hilarious. And the Cavs wore the suits. Remember? Cavs wore the suits. They wore them a couple times, which made it kind of funny. Yeah. I remember uh, the Houston Texans, they all wore the Letterman jackets to one of their playoff games. Yep. I forget what year it was. They had Arian Foster on the team, whatever. They all had the nice yep. Letterman's. I like that kind of. I like that yeah, shit. It's cool. It's yeah. cool. Especially like if you get the win. Yeah, if you get the win. Kobe with the jerseys. That was fire when I was younger. Why he was wearing, uh, oh, yeah, yeah he, he wore jerseys all the way through and then, like, finished with a Jordan jersey. Playing that the throwbacks, shit. yeah, yeah. When, the, when, like, the 90s Knicks would start a playoff run, they would all, like, shave their head and wear all black sneakers or, like, you know, it's like a thing. It's like Get Olympics. It. Guys would grow their hair. Well, I think that's part of a, like, there's some yeah, just like, yeah, you just, <laughs> yeah, out of country. <laughs> like that, that Vince dog, he's got a fro. We've never <laughs> seen him with hair. He's in a fro. It's hilarious. Yeah, I'm excited. You excited for playoff run? Hell yeah! You? Hell yeah! You're you, you're super mellow, low key, cool guy right now. Ready to rock, man. I'm very excited though. You know what I wonder? We talked about this the other day. I wonder for you too. I feel like you missed out on two MVPs last two years. Yes, I feel like you further established yourself to most of the basketball world. Like this is the best player. You know, all due respect to everybody else, but this is the best player. In some people's mind, they may have seen it that way. But the uh, MVPs, I feel like. Yeah. yeah, I had a narrative. I had a story. People was behind my story. People uh, like like the Achilles story and bouncing back from that. Like, that stuff was working in my favor. We were winning. I was playing well. But like, I got one already. I know what it felt like. It would been cool to get a couple, but, like. 
I couldn't. I couldn't be tripping over it. Do you feel like that he they were there to be had? Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm with sure. you on it's a narrative thing now. Yeah, and like you still have to play well. Don't get that wrong. Yeah, but there's so many guys playing on that level that something else got to separate 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 you from the yeah. pack. When you got four or five guys averaging over 28 points and they all their teams doing great. Yeah. yeah. Like you got to have something that yeah. works in your favor. That's by the way, that's such a good point cuz when you say that the MVP race is all narrative, what else could it be? That's a good because point. Because if you put the stats up against each other, it's impossible to all gauge. Oh, amazing. They're all amazing. Incredible. What's more valuable? Someone's assists are higher, his rebounds are higher. <laughs> so, his field goal percentage is higher, his turnovers are less. Like so they all their stats are amazing. And it's like record being one thing, we've all somewhat accepted it, right? If you're a winning team, I think that's like the criteria. And then after that is a narrative. Yes. I think it's a great <laughs> what else is there? It's gotta I be a narrative. I think it's a great point. I think it's also a testament to like there's no clear front runner, right? We've had year when Mike was winning MVPs, it was like if anybody else wins, it's a travesty to the award. But other people won, by Carl the way. Carl did it more only eventually <laughs> Barkley, won. Barkley, Carl, won. Hakeem. David Robinson won one? David Robinson. David Robinson won one. But I do think, especially this year, it's just a testament to Giannis is having such an amazing year. Jokic is having such an amazing year. Joel Embiid's having such an amazing year. Luca. Luca's having an amazing year. I don't feel like anybody's going to get robbed, but I think that kind of did birth that. Yeah. Like, and it's not like they're lobbying. It's not like Joel's going, this is my story, and this is why I should win. Devin Booker. Booker. Devin Booker. And the thing is, is John like, Moran. It's John like Moran. so many yeah. guys that can, that can run a Everyone vacuum. else on Memphis. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> the I Memphis think team. Desmond went, Bain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the MVP. Yo, De- Desmond, there needs to be an the award for Desmond too. Yo, he, he got to get most approved, right? He's, he's, I think Jordan Poole's the other one. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Also deserving. Damn, see, it's a lot of people that's playing well. Like that, that should get. Yep. That could go. That these awards can go either way. Rookie of the year too. Like all NBAs, all that stuff could go either way. But like, what's going to separate you in the in the to the voters? Yep. Mm-hmm. And it's mainly like your story, your personality, because your game did the talking. Do you, do you think that's right? I like, mean, no, nah, I don't. Do I don't. It should just perform. It should just be straight performance based, and it shouldn't be like individual awards shouldn't have how your team does shouldn't carry that much weight Mm -hmm. as it does right now. Like, because that's a team thing. Like, Mm -hmm. how you perform individually. Like, Mm -hmm. as far as the all NBAs and yeah, all stars. In my opinion, like MVP, that's a little different thing. But like, um, all NBAs, all stars. What else? Rookie of the year, all that stuff, like individual awards. That's about individuals. Rookie of the year is individual, which is ironic, right? Because it, the idea is that it's the best rookie, and they're supposed to use that same criteria for the other titles. Yeah. yeah. But rookie of the year could be on any team. You could yeah. be twenty and sixty-two. Most improved, like yeah. Maybe they should make a computer program out of it. I'm not think, even. Joking. I don't think that. What? I think it should be former MVPs or former guys who won the award, maybe form a committee to vote on this stuff that's a good idea the reason i said computer program was more of a way to take it out of the hands of how could it not be narrative when it's other human beings doing Mm -hmm. it that are fans but people that have won the award could could earn that title to vote that's a pretty cool idea i think a lot of this stuff should be a committee should be formed around 
awards like that because you look at the list of people that's voting for MVP, finals MVP. These are life-changing moments. Life-changing moments. Like <laughs> legacy-altering <laughs> decisions. You know, it's, it's, and now money is involved all NBA. Like, it's, that's tough. That's a kind of crazy like, decision. We definitely have to vet these people out who are making these decisions to... So it shouldn't just be oh, like, I like this. Who's on the Hall of Fame committee then? then and these people are untouchable because who's going to shit on Mike for his vote or LeBron for his vote? Yeah, it should be more of a com it should be more of a committee that's dedicated to figuring out throughout the whole season, not following narratives, not following your story, who's actually playing the best for these awards. Like You don't think it should be Pablo Torres? <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see Mike's. Yo, I wonder how MVP you vote. how you get that opportunity to become a, a a voter for those awards. Yo, I gotta get I gotta get a, a vote. And it's a media thing. I feel like I could get a no, but imagine that shit was like Kareem, Magic, Mike. <laughs> but these dudes, these dudes gotta actually come and evaluate and watch the games, though. Imagine oh, Mike saying, Burb, "None of y'all, fuck it." <laughs> oh, well, then they can't. I mean, but you know they're not watching eight. No, I'm just talking. I'm not saying, like, of course you're not going to get the biggest and, you know, most oh, famous but committee names. Committee of. Committee of, like, a fucking, like, a, I'm not saying past guys who won it because that's going to be too exclusive of a. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, former players, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, actually hooped out there that, you know. Yes. There's so many guys that work in the NBA. We're coaches. Coaches. Coaches would be great. Coaches, coaches players, vote for the former executives, like executives, like it yep. should be within the within the industry, with, within yeah, the NBA. within the industry. Yeah, I understand what you mean. Okay, the so, media is like outside the they like like, like yeah they like outside the club. Like we in the club. Like you, they trying to get in. You get a vote this year for MVP. Who are you picking? I'm picking Joel Embiid. Leader scoring the league. Yeah, I just think his dominance throughout the year was like so impactful for his team. And he averaged 30, you know, led the league in scoring. I think he should win it. You got Joel? Yeah, but I mean, yeah. But the thing is, is he, I think it's better for him to answer that because when I look at Joel, Jokic, Giannis, I'm like. It's so minuscule. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? But Joel probably in terms of like the eye test, like when I'm watching, he looked like that guy. But you know, there's a player coming out from Serbia, and I could be wrong, called Nikola Jovic. Yeah, I've seen that today. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be fun. That's that hilarious. Yeah. Like one NBA letter, bound? One, no, NBA bound. Like, yeah, yeah right? about 6'10". <laughs> I also think MVPs, like, if you're going to win a back-to-back -back MVP, it has to be a historical season. You know what I'm saying? It has to, like, team-wise, individual-wise, like, Everything has to be working in your favor to get back-to-back -back MVPs. Like, your team wins 70-some games. You average 30 yeah. and get 50, 40, 90. You, think like, that's, you know what I'm saying? Do you like, think that's right, or you think that's just been the way it is? What? for a, That a player sh should have to raise the level. His to the, le yeah, you can't eat. You can't. You have to step your level of play up from your last season in order for you to get it back-to-back. Yeah. -back. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. If that makes sense. It feels sense. that way. It feels that way for sure. You can't have the same production the next year. So well, somebody else might as well jump in there and get that yeah. MVP then. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's how I feel. I thought the Booker MVP combo was fascinating because like, people turned it into numbers, analytics, and, and other people were saying, well, look at this impact that I see when I watch this game. Yeah. I just feel like 
best record in the league. He's he, if he's not the best player, he played more games than CP. So you know his impact is strong. Yeah, I just feel like a player like that should be rewarded in a sense too. Maybe he's not the MVP because Joel had such a great season and, yeah. and Jokic had such a great season. But I did really like that conversation and. Going back to what we were saying earlier, like who the fuck are we to tell Isaiah Thomas he's wrong? Like this is one of the greatest yep. players, greatest yep. basketball minds of all time. Yeah. Uh and it, he kind of like kickstarted it. But he's another guy. Like I just I'm happy he's on that stage now and getting recognized. I know yeah. you've been a fan of his game forever. And you, you, people were so quick to blow that off. I'm like, like he should be in the combo. I, I think a lot of that is just fighting a critique of like what is the real criteria. Mm-hmm. It's like is it just because you win games and you might be the leading scorer of your team, even though it's not like a leading scorer in the league, but like 25, 26 points is a lot. But it's guys that have better individual numbers than you, but my team is way better than you. Should I win MVP? Some guys want an MVP like that. Mm-hmm. But some guys want it they're just off having incredible stats and maybe being a middle of the pack team in your conference. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like that's when it's like you don't know which criteria works for each year. And, you know, in the NFL, you clearly have to win to some degree to win MVP. Yeah. Like, Aaron Rodgers can win four or five MVPs. If they 14 and two, he throw 50 touchdowns. Exactly. It's like, no matter what, yes. narrative don't care about your narrative, don't care about who you are as a person. Yes. Like, if these are stats you're going to have and that's what your team going to do, win. you're going to win MVP. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It should be that absolute. Yeah. Really. But that's that, to your point, is why then would have book, like, rock like solid in that combo and he hasn't been and I agree with you from that yeah I, th- I thought it was interesting when his name came up because I-, I don't think I'd consider him at that point and Chris was in the middle of missing a month month and a half whatever it was and it's like nah like he he kept them on their pace that they were on and they, mm-hmm. they clinched the one seed a week and a half ago like incredible season for them and you know after losing the finals it's Keeping it's just, and the the narrative towards books has just been, it's been working against him since he yes. got in the league. Yeah, hundred percent. Like so, it's like it's gonna have. He's gonna if he won the MVP. To be honest, he's gonna have to average thirty five points a game. Yeah. That's what the Kobe Bryant's did when they had to go above and beyond to get that true recognition for what they do. Because yeah. for some reason you just got labeled as something when you came into the league, yeah. and then now when CP came, they didn't. They didn't give him full credit for his um, development as a player because it's like, well, CP came and just turned this whole thing around, which is true. But without Devin Booker, ain't no turning around nothing in Phoenix. Because before CP, they was actually looking up. And when Monty got there, they was actually playing better. So, like, he he flying under the radar just because of the narrative around him, in my opinion. Because, I mean, his development as a player from the 13th pick until – not even what he's doing right now. Let's talk about what he did two years ago yeah, yeah. as a player. That's like insane development. Now he on a winning team. But all jokes aside, like damn, because when he when you said that that like that's real, right? And yeah. it has hindered Book to a degree in some way, shape, or form from the beginning of his career. That's it's it's kind of fucked up though because Very these th- up. what happens is these things are real. Like so, you tell the player. Like, come on, you can't even worry about that or Book shouldn't have said this, that. Mm-hmm. But this shit is real. Like, it, is. it ends up being held against you. It has an effect on your legacy. And your legacy comes with, like, 
our ROI, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and beyond just how it feels in here. And that's why I said the computer thing, half joking, but like, yeah. who are we even listening to? Like, it's a lot to put in someone else's hands from that standpoint. Because you look at Kevin's stats, right? Who are we to say 55 games ain't enough? That ain't enough. You can't be in the conversation. And I'll give you a better example. I feel like 2016, we talked about this before. Like, I should have been first team all NBA in 2016. Yep. And that's like, that, uh, I wouldn't say like, I'm, uh, well, I am pissed. I'm not pissed <laughs> off about it to this day, but just like a little salty because it's yeah, like, why did not get stung that? Because that was wrong. Yeah, it was wrong. Yeah. I should have been first team all NBA that yeah. year. Kawhi was ahead of me, but he, the way I played my stats and where our team was, no way. You looking at our stats right now and say, all right, he should have been first team. <laughs> yeah. But who voted for that? Like, why? Yeah. why? What was the reason for that? Looking at how I played. Yep. And he was a two seed, but I was a three seed. Like, what, what was the difference? Yep. We're about to see something. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. that right there made me realize, like, come on now. Like, what are we doing? It's not even really about No, and me. then someone's going to say, yo, KD only had 14 first yeah, team all like, NBA. Yeah, I really should have had six, seven. First team, all seven of them, I think, instead of six of them, because that year I was really yeah. first team all NBA. So, but who voted? Like, which guys voted for this? What are you looking at? Why? This year's yeah. Those are the questions that guys are asking now when it comes to these awards and these, because I said money is involved. That these bonuses are involved when it comes to yeah. that nowadays. This year is going to be tricky with that too because it seems like Jokic and Joel are going to make first team all NBA, which is ridiculous because of the way it's set up. And, like, I wouldn't be shocked if we change that rule in the next few years. And, well, and because of that, like, you – Well, like make Somebody's going to fall back on second and third is going to trickle down. So, so they're eligible for forward and center positions. So, DeMar DeRozan doesn't make it because we stuffed two centers and two forward positions. And like, But, mind you, in 2016, DeAndre Jordan made first team mm -hmm. at center. Yeah. Because we did stick to the positions. Yeah. So I understand it's that like things it. have to be changed and there's no one person that's wrong for that. But like, well, we, should we just not look at these stats then anymore? Because it should just be the 15 best players. Yeah. Regardless yeah. of position, the five best players on the first team and the rest after that. Like it shouldn't even be a, the best guards or the best forwards. Yeah. Who cares no more? Yeah. Our, our game is positionless. We it, all playing like guards and centers and wings. So. Do yep. away with all of that, and then it'll be easier to figure out who the best 15 are. And the labels we mentioned earlier, they matter in this, too. They mm -hmm. matter in this, and, and it's going to hurt guys in this voting. Book, book yeah. is going to be up for these. And, you know, that that's – people have this same view of him from – they feel like he's a loser with good stats for X amount yeah. of years. In, stats that don't have impact, I think, to be a, like a homer, I think Kyrie is another guy who suffers from that. Like, guys have – Kyrie's always a funny case because the the way players talk about Kyrie and then the way he's held up and judged by media or whatever we want to call it, it's it's probably as big a gap as any player. Yeah. It's kind of insane. You, so those labels stick and they matter and they hurt and, you know, they can get in the way of a lot of shit. Yeah, usually the, the conversation around the game is way different from the people that are in it compared to the the people who just observe from the outside. Mm -hmm. They got a good vantage point too, compared to some people who never been to games. But us, we in it, you know, so it's a little different for us when you're looking at a player. Well, I think we said enough for you to go viral and 
get picked at and get your label a little I mean, more. That's why we're doing this, man. <laughs> uh, this was fun. I always like sitting down talking with the Good guys. Good talks, fellas. A Good talks. Of, a bunch of just random nothing is always I liked fun. It. I it's loved always it, man. Fun. I loved it. This is uh we, we when we went to the Yankees game last year, it went viral because somebody was puking. This is the type of shit we were talking about. Yeah. This is why we do this. So it was great. Yep. Thanks for having us. And man, thanks for taking over, fellas. Literally out of office. So <laughs> yes, sir. Lots of fun. You know I can't talk hoop like this with Gianni. <laughs> <laughs> Songs. <laughs>